All right, all right, you mugs, eh? Hey? Yeah, sorry, I didn't know. I, sorry, I didn't know I was in the Delph section of TK Maxx because there's a bunch of bloody mugs in here, huh? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, you're a um whatever. How are you doing? Are you good? May. Can you believe it's May? It's gonna. Be, it is May. Don't mind. It's gonna be. It is May. You know. Tell you, JT, he's like, yeah, please just keep talking about those memes because I really want to take the focus off me. <laughs> Ruining Janet Jackson's career, whatever. How are you doing? Are you good? Getting your son, Anne? Huh? I remember um, my mate Joe tried to use uh, sun in. That was like bleach. Now, I actually did bleach my hair, right? This was pre-Eminem, right? I had a step and I had blonde highlights, I looked fucking, sorry, you got to learn to forgive yourself. Forgive the boy. Forgive the little chubby boy with a mushroom head and blonde highlights. You have to forgive this boy, okay, as much as it pains you. So that's what I was rocking. Little, like a little um, sherbet, like, you know, a little swirly head. You know, like all those uh, like red and white little candies. That's what I look, little candy headed boy. And I was rocking glasses before before I actually needed prescription glasses, kind of like Bono's. You know, like Bono just walks around with glasses that are a bit tinted. I was walking around with them and a bucket hat. I was trying to look like I was trying to look like your man from the New Radicals. No, Weedus. <laughs> I think Weedus. It was a hybrid of your man from Wheatus and the New Radicals. I was trying to look like. Okay, all right. Do I forgive myself? No. I looked stupid. I'm wearing FUBU gear. I couldn't, like, pick a lane, bro. Pick a lane. You got your little fucking Backstreet Boy frosted tips. You got your bucket hat from New Radical One Hit Wonders. And then Wheatus Teenage Dirtbag thick glasses with kind of a yellow tint. I'm wearing FUBU gear, because I'm also Snoop Dogg, by the way. For us, by us. My brother kept saying that to me. Why are you rocking FUBU? That's for black men, right? And as in, like, don't you dare ever even try and be a black man. We hold them in such high regard. We're there playing Streets of Rage. He's picking Adam every time, because we love black people, okay? <laughs> you know, we want to be black. You know, I'm not saying I don't anymore. Well, it seems like they get a bad, you know, it can be pretty tough. You know, one you're still civil rights in 2022. You know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> but, um, you know, so we would be, you know, if there was a black character, you know, Andy be picking um, Eddie from Tekken quite a lot as well. You know, little scrawny little Wiccan, scrawny, pasty little Wiccan, a witch boy. He used to paint his nails. I was laughing. We were at my cousin's wedding there, and there was all these black candles. There was black candles, which I found was weird. Like, you know, there was kind of a semi-religious ceremony, and there was black candles. I remember my brother being like, "Ma, will you please get me black candles for my spell?" He was telling me, "So I have to have him on and talk about his Wiccan history, because um, he was a witch." <laughs> and he was even telling me when the census came around, he was like, "Ma, write Wiccan. Make sure you wrote Wiccan. You didn't write Wiccan." You know, which I get, you know, it was his religion. Um, I'll actually have to do a full podcast of my brother's witchy history. Um, but uh, yeah, his spells didn't work uh, on him. He did a spell, I remember. Well, actually, no, he also reminded me of recently. 
that it was you had to like burn something and leave a pen out with a journal. And when you woke up, they would be filled out like this spirits from the other world would write in this journal. Little elves would come in and write in this little journal for you and tell you exactly what to do. And he, he left his, his out his thing out and like waiting for the fucking tooth fairy. Woke up in the morning, there was nothing on the page. He's like, all right, well, <laughs> I, I appear to have duped myself. Because it wasn't like any Wiccans outside Artane Castle being, have you considered being a Wiccan? You know, it wasn't like, <laughs> you know, we need more Wiccans. You know, he found something, went down that hole and b- believed the hype. Probably a message board. You know what I mean? You go online. I left it out and it said exactly what to do. Why would Why would you lie, bro? Why would you go online and say, I left a fucking journal out with a little pain and someone filled it out, uh, Elf filled it out, little, leaving little impressionable boys like my Andy to believe that he could summon <laughs> this level of foresight from the fairy realm. How dare you make up a lie like that? You remind me of my friend Fran who told me he'd played Resident Evil 2 back when Resident Evil 1 had just come out. And he's like, yeah, Resident Evil 2 is actually out. My, my uncle went to America and he actually got it for me. And uh, you can do, you don't need keys anymore because you can bash down the doors and you can run and gun and you get a machine gun from the start. And I'm like, oh my God. He was actually my best, he was my best friend for two weeks in second class because he told me he had Resident Evil 2. And then, and then about three months later, uh, there was some footage of Resident Evil 2, right, in a games mag. And I'm like, eh, this isn't the story you told me. And he was like, yeah, whatever, yeah, I made it up. And I was like, oh, and I've never, I've never forgiven him, you know? He's still kind of friends with some of my friends, but I can't, I can't, I, I don't see him in any other way other than a liar, you know? And if he lies about that, he's probably hurt people, you know? He hurt me, you know? I would do that sometimes. I would just kind of latch on to someone who had a similar interest and would just like fucking just pick their brain. My friend Leo, he had Harvest Moon. Um, was it Harvest Moon? Harvest? I think it was called Harvest Moon. It was the little farming simulator game for the Game Boy and he had it and he liked to play it and I was like, that sounds fucking class and I just wouldn't leave him alone. He was actually like, can we actually stop talking about Harvest Moon? And I was like, no. What exactly do you have to do? What kind of vegetables can you plant in it? Can you have a pet dog? No? Okay, next question. Can you name the animals? <laughs> you know, and he's like, I don't really want to talk about this anymore. And I'm like, well, guess what, bro? I'm in one of my weird little anxiety spirals where I need this information. Otherwise, I feel like I'm going to die. So you have to give it to me because I'm used to getting what I want, bro. I don't know if you know this. I'm a child of divorce. <laughs> that means I'm used to getting what I want. And I need this information now. Do you not just want to go and get Harvest Moon? No. I want you to describe to me in detail. I wasn't a bully. I wasn't a bully. He was a good friend. We used to play Smash Bros. quite a lot when that came out. Um, anyway, how did I get onto this? Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're not talking about that today because that's not a mainstream subject. We're talking mainstream here, bro. I am getting my my sexy little tush to the top of the charts, right? You can call me... I was going to say Jimmy Savile because I was going to say top of the pops. So I'm not going to do that. thought that documentary was shite, by the way. I don't... I don't... Look, this is a very awkward situation to be in as a documentary viewer, right? But 
you know, obviously the Channel 4 documentary came out, Jimmy Savile and like uncovered everything. And it was deplorable, horrible shit, you know? And like, why do we watch this shit? Like, you know, why does, you know, my wife tries to rationalize her interest in true crime because it's a thing she, she feels that she feels, you know, she feels vulnerable as a woman. And she kind of has this warped idea that she listens to it to hear how things could go down so she could maybe protect herself or she just wants to know. Not that she would even be in defense, but she just wants to know what could happen, you know? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't, you know, I just find it a bit, a bit morbid, a bit of a morbid fascination, right? Any kind of weird documentary. And like, you know, those kind of like bestseller mom books, you know, being like, you know, they're called, you see them in, you see them in W.H. Smith's in the airport, you know? The only time you ever go into a bookshop, number one bestseller, some crying woman, black and white photo. Titles called like, you know, husband, daddy. My daddy was my husband and I didn't know. And I don't know where my kid is, you know, <laughs> like awful titles. You're like, what are you reading that? That sounds awful. And what I didn't actually realize until recently is just there is a, it's not an interest, but there is certainly an idea of a shared trauma for women that, that women kind of, uh, you know, we're not broad, broadly speaking, but it wouldn't be very familiar for me. It's the same kind of thing where, you know, traditionally a male partner might say stuff like, well, why don't you just uh, go therapy then, you know, or, or why don't you tell the police or whatever, you know, any of this show, you know, any of these kind of situations, like, can I just solve this problem? And, you know, we're just trying to, you know, pe- people are just trying to share trauma, you know, a woman or a man, but, you know, traditionally women you know, uh, bond over a, a kind of shared uh, injustices and trauma and that kind of thing, you know, and kind of empathize through hearing awful things like that, which I don't fully understand. Anyway, more than this Jimmy Savile documentary. Um, but I want to understand. I do want to understand, not to be flippant with that. Oh, I don't understand. It. Bloody women stuff. <laughs> um, I get it. I do get it. Um, I just don't do it. And that's why I probably am going to fucking magicians for therapy. <laughs> That's why I'm probably going to a hypnotist three times and it not working and looking for hot Australian dudes just to tell me what to do in some sort of dumb sub, uh, you know, life coach fucking thing that I'm on a track for these days. Um, So, yeah, maybe it's better that way. You know what I mean? Um, But I'm watching this Jimmy Savile documentary, not the Channel 4 one, this Netflix one, right? And it's two parts. And the first part... I get, I kind of get what they're doing. The first part is trying to like build up, try and remind people what the myth. Jimmy Savile is no shorthand for, you know, twisted fucking monster, right? You'd be able to say that, oh, it's like a throwaway, Jimmy Savile. But what it used to be was, you know, you know, icon. You know, it was, it was best friend with the royals. It was good charity doer, runner, bit of a weirdo, but, you know, heart of gold, working class. Everyone loves them, makes kids' dreams come true when Jim will fix it and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's like a good two hours in the first part getting up to, you know, kind of paint the picture of him being good. But I was watching it and I'm like, and then I was like, come on, we not like get to the fucking awful shit. But then also like, yeah, do get to the awful shit. You know what I mean? And then I'm feeling weird. Like, what's what's my old thing? We want them to speed up to the awful shit. We get it. Everyone liked them. Get to the fucking point. And the point is, tell me what, tell me all the horrible shit. You know what I mean? But like, I don't like, I don't feel like, you know, like, I don't, I don't want, like, I don't want, but like, if we're watching it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to know. I don't like, I don't, I don't, you know, support it. 
you know? And I don't even want to have to fucking make peace with it, to be perfectly honest. I don't want someone slowpoke editing, making me feel like a twisted little freak just because I want to know what happened. I'm like, I get it. He was chatting to Prince Charles. He wrote them letters. You know what I mean? Anyone else? <laughs> Anyone else? You know what I mean? I don't want to. I don't, it's not even like I want to know. But I'm like, I didn't come here to for a fucking, you know, a lecture on the, the state of... Uh, it wasn't a very good documentary. Anyway. So, look, um, with that, uh, the sponsor of this week's podcast is the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Um, the Dubliner, very proud sponsors of the Bureau de Change Song Contest. They very uh, generously uh, supported towards uh, the contest, which was uh, a wonderful night. Hopefully you made it. Um, and that's the sort of thing that, that this, this cool brand, this whiskey brand do, right? They host gigs in their distillery for people like Michael Fry and Killian Sunderman, um, which actually I'm going to be emceeing one of their gigs on May 19th. If you're around then, probably sold out. Um, but um, they do stuff like that, you know, because they're a fun, cool brand that make a fine ass, tasty whiskey, a fatwa, right? That's shorthand for <laughs> fine ass, tasty whiskey, a fatwa, right? That's what I call it anyway. Um, and if you want to get yourself a nice, tasty whiskey, go to the DLD.com. Or you can go to Dunn Stores now and pick yourself one up. See, they're mad. They take a lovely, tasty whiskey. They put it in a, a different barrels, make it taste all different, right? One of them's a bourbon cask. That's when you get your green label, Dubliner. Then they also have one that they age in smoked stout casks. Give it a bit of a smokiness if you're making like a whiskey cocktail. And it's an Irish whiskey. And it's um, distilled and it all based in the Liberties in, in Dublin. Um, so do check them out. The DLD.com or in Dunn's. The Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Anyway, look, it's mainstream May. I'm talking mainstream topics. Look, people think I'm a niche comedian. I'm a nice comedian. But throw an H in there. H from Steps in there. Because I'm also a niche. No, I'm not niche. I'm mainstream. I forgot what I'm talking about. Listen, I'm a mainstream comedian. And I have mainstream references. Right? I'm a broad comedian. So what I'm doing today is I'm going to be looking at what the most trending topics on on Google are for Ireland, right? Because I still got to know my lane, right? And I'm going to be giving you my t- my 10 cents on what's happening right now in Ireland. And actually, rather than play the theme song, what I'll play is my Eurovision banger, or should I say my Bureau de Change banger. I think this might be an annual thing. The old Bureau de Change song contest, it went really well. Everyone fucking gave 110%, including myself, when I performed as Estonia. Now, I technically, look, people are going to say I came second. I actually came first, right? What happened was, myself and Fanula J got tied first, right? And look, there was no real, you know... We didn't really check. There was no real rule book, right? So, you know, it could have been that we just decided that, hey, I guess we both win. That can happen. You know what I mean? Um, But we didn't do that, right? Um, What we did instead was a kind of a sing-off. And maybe some people clapped louder for Fanula. Maybe. You know, it's difficult to say. There was a science to the voting. There was no science to the clapping. We actually didn't have like a decimal, decimal, decibel reader in the house. So um, who knows, you know, but we both won, you know, is how I'm, you know, I did the first thing I said to Terry and she's like, so you came second. And I'm like, no, I won. And I was so stone faced. 
<laughs> she she actually laughed, cried laughed for three minutes just looking at me because she does, she genuinely believes that I think that I did win. And I kind of do because I have a weird thing where I, I like I do that. <laughs> anyway, this is my song Disco Bitch. Uh, and I was playing a character called Rasmus Romanov, who was a 63-year-old disco, Estonian disco sensation who has written a song about uh, a man who uh, has a, is a lonely guy and he has a dog that eats some radioactive waste and becomes a dancing sensation and teaches him how to uh, attract women. He's kind of the dog dancing equivalent of Will Smith's hitch, right? Um, But no slaps. Anyway, this is Disco Bitch. Ah, 
That was Rasmus Romanov there for Estonia. Um, now, it was a wonderful night, and a big shout-out to Adam Shanahan, who co-wrote that song with me and produced it, and he's fucking brilliant. And if you, uh, if you actually just want to have a pop banger, win the Eurovision for you. Go see him. And a huge thank you to Cormac as well, who was on the guitar, and Rachel, who did back and vocals. Everyone came out and really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys, for uh, helping me come first. Who's to say who won? But I came first. <laughs> I'm twisted. Anyway, look, I'm a mainstream kind of guy, right? People think I'm a niche comedian. I'm actually a nice comedian with a bit of H from steps thrown in. Niche, okay? <laughs> and I am going to be talking about some mainstream topics. I told you this is mainstream May, right? Uh, I'm done. I'm done with being a niche comedian. I'm done. I'm done with the Star Wars shit, right? I'm done with hot cats, right? fuckable serial mascots okay i'm talking niche i'm talking what's you know um spencer pratt or whatever right i'm talking i'm now into the hills or whatever (laughs) right what's uh you know who's i'm now into uh, uh the young fury brother what's his name from love island right this is our shit i talk about now okay i talk about uh dua lipa now all the time, because I'm a mainstream comedian. This is mainstream May. So I'm going to be looking at the Google Trends for this episode. Anyway, there will be more mainstream topics uh, for mainstream May coming up. But for this episode, I'm going to be uh, looking at the Google Trends for Ireland and uh, telling you uh, what I think about the, that, them. Okay, so in reverse order, I'm going to be looking at the top 10. Okay, uh, in reverse order, uh, Haaland. Uh, Haaland, apparently uh, Haaland, Haaland is uh, is close to a signing for Man City. Oh my God, Erling Haaland. Let me tell you about this Erling Haaland guy. Um, maybe he could have helped City um, not get bloody smashed by Real Madrid in the Champions League semi final. Let's read about this clown. I hate this guy. As you know, I'm Liverpool through and through. So I hear any player's name that isn't Van Dyke, uh, Mo Salah, right? Sadio Mane, right? I hear anyone that is not those names. Man, I'm Man City. I'm livid. Okay. So who's this guy? Borussia Dortmund striker. Uh, he's a striker. Well, that's great. Hopefully that should mean more goals. For the for the the bloody the the Mancunian blues, right? Uh, apparently, this guy. What do you hear? This guy scored sixty one goals in sixty six league games. So hang on, sixty one goals, sixty six games, six one six six. Take the one out of it. What is there one of the devil? What's his number six six six? Is anyone talking about how Erling Haaland is actually the devil? Maybe he should play for Man United. Any good? See, this is the this is the this is what this fucking podcast has been missing: sporting references. Everyone's loving this, right? All right, next up. All right. Um, next up, just says teams, right? The ninth most searched thing is teams, but this could be anything. Are they talking about the Lions team? Uh, teams. Oh, I think it's just people trying to find Microsoft Teams. Shorthand. Okay. Yeah, because no one has it. Guess what? This fucking thing, right? Microsoft Teams. If Hey, guess what? If it's in my diary and it's Microsoft Teams, guess what? I'm going to be half an hour late. All right? 
because because of you. Get over it, bro. Zoom won. Microsoft lost. I can't believe it. There was a verb for video messaging. It was called Skype. There was a theme song. Boo, beep, boo. What? Beep, boo, beep. Right? How did you lose? Because it was all your login shit. It was all, no, can we log in? Make sure you log in. That password's not recognized. That password's not recognized. Oh, whatever. Start up a new, a new password. You can't use your old password. What? Why is it so hard? The, it was even in, the, you know, the Turtles movie. Skype. Uh, April O'Neil. Skype's a New York docker. To be like, oh my God, have you seen the Turtles? Who Skypes? That's how much it was entrenched. It, it was so out of place in Michael Bay's Turtles movie. Right? And they lost it. So guess what? Then, then the Microsoft Teams. Well, guess what, bro? Guess what? If it's Teams, I'm arriving half an hour late because I don't have it and I can't log into it. Use Zoom, you clown. Right? But I'm sure people who use Teams have an understanding that anyone who's booked in, you know yourself, right? You know yourself. So even just shows you here, no one has Microsoft Teams that are Googling. How do I go on that? Shit, I'm late. You've made me late. Like everyone's on Zoom, Right? It would be like it'd be like Ross hitting up Chandler saying, hey, do you want to go for a coffee? Right. And then Chandler goes into Central Perk and he's like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in Starbucks. Did you not check your fucking fo- You did not check your phone. You're late. And Chandler's like, oh, I do. Hey, but we always go to Central Perk. You know, that's exactly what that's like. That's a great example. Um, all right. Next one. Billy Connolly is the eighth most searched. He says uh, he's he's joking that his career is out the window as he gets his BAFTA uh, fellowship. What a great man is our Billy. 79. Nice. A year old comedian. Um, also known as The Begin. Lives in the States. He was bloody brilliant in The Last Samurai. Or was he? I don't quite remember. Um, there's a lot of those kind of movies that are like four and a half star masterpieces. The Last Samurai. You know, like It's almost a gladiator. Or not nearly a gladiator, to be fair. Um, um, but yeah, he was good, I think, in the last samurai. Tom, you can't be a samurai man. <laughs> no, I went Geordie there. I went Geordie there. Um, yeah, fair effects to him. He says, I couldn't be happier. Uh, it has made me such a happy man getting these good attendance medals now that my career is out the window. Um, I mean, he got a BAFTA. That's great for him. But is it worthy of me talking about? See, this is why radio... It is hard to, like, get everything down to the T and have numbers flying at you and someone in your ear saying, no, get to this and get to this, get to this. But essentially, they're just, they're just reading the RTE website. Not having a go, Tubbs. Well, I am, actually. <laughs> and uh, another one here. Billy Connolly now um, jokes his career's out the window as he gets a BAFTA fellowship. Uh, as you know, the 79-year-old Scottish comedian, also known as the Big Inn. He lives in the U.S. now. He wasn't able to attend a person, but he recorded uh, an, an acceptance speech. And it was, uh, I'm literally reading, I'm reading. I'm reading the article here. It sounds like I'm saying it myself. I actually remember he was honoured on Sunday for a career. Um, Jesus, that's spanning more than five decades now. He's actually got Parkinson's disease. He actually said, um, I'm very proud to receive this. Life is good. And uh, I haven't been on this stage for about two years. This is uh, kind of nice. It suits me. Uh, I, I remember that. I'm reading this article. See? It sounds like I just know that. Right? <laughs> anyway, next up here. I could do the radio. Um, uh, Paul Heaton. Has been uh, has been googled, which is probably a change. It's very nice, good for him. Paul Heaton from um, the House Martins, and uh, what's the other one? Beautiful South. Um, well, I guess you could. I guess you could say it's happy hour again. Um, 
because uh, Paul Heaton's actually funding um, free drink in nine pubs around Ireland uh, today, yesterday, for you, listening on a Tuesday. But if you were around yesterday uh, at Keogh's in Dublin, uh, that's one of the pubs. Um, 60 pubs across uh, across the UK and Ireland for his 60th birthday. He's put a grand behind the till for 200 pints um, for people to raise a drink for him for his 60th birthday. 60 grand he spent, um, which I w- wouldn't have thought he had. How beautiful say that's good. Ah, they're all big. Um, if you don't remember, if you've never heard Happy Hour by the House Martins, it's probably their only banger that I like. I actually haven't really given them a chance, but um, this is a fucking bop and a half. Listen to this. What a good place to be Don't believe it What a good place to be Don't believe I Um, good on you, Paul. Nice one, mate. 60 grand. He was doing it because he wanted to play 60 gigs in pubs around the UK and Ireland and didn't get to do that. So rather than actually make a grand, make 60 grand, he spent 60 grand. What a legend, bro. What a fucking legend, bro. That's a real, that's a real, but that's a real humanist thing to do, isn't it? Just give everyone a pint, you know? Kyo's was fucking ram last night for Paul Heaton's birthday party. Who? Don't give a fuck, mate. Got me a pint. It's nice he's trending again. Very clever. Very clever. 60 grand would have never got him this level of marketing. You know? Good on you, Paul. Do I have anything else to say about that? I think I'm going to do something similar for my 60th, right? Hopefully in a world in um, 20... Oh, my God. 2047, right? 2047, I'll be 60, all right? And what we'll be doing... Hopefully VR will become... You know, accessible, but we're not all in it all the time, like in Ready Player One. You know what I mean? We enjoy it for some times, but we're not like in it the whole time. I actually think we're going to, I think things are going to detach. I think there's going to be a big shift where people are becoming less entrenched in their phone. I actually don't think augmented reality glasses or VR will actually get to the level. I think people will balk at it. I think there will be a big push for it by a massive uh, corporation and people will be like, I don't like where this is going. I think it'll get too greedy, too fast, and people will go for something more naturalist. But as a kind of part-time hobby, it will still be quite impressive that you can do that, that you can jump into like a fucking Michael Bay flick that you write with yourself, in your, with your mind, right? <laughs> so we'll all do that. 
but I'll also, right, hopefully, hopefully Gange, man, hopefully Gange will all be legalized here, right? And I'll just roll up 60,000 bifters and I'll send them all out um, to everyone. Well, actually, how many is he do? 200 pints he's doing um, across 60 pubs. 120. No, it's 60 pints. He's paying for 60 pints in 60 pubs, right? So that will be 3,600 uh, pints. So I'm going to roll 3,600 bifters and then meet me in Pride Rock with a Nala crew. You and me. We'll all be there. All of us. 60,000 of us hanging out with loads of Nalas. As far as the eyes can see. Um, anyway, next up, six most uh, searched topic. This is all mainstream. This is mainstream stuff we're talking about here, right? <laughs> um, Rangers, right? Everyone's, everyone's talking about Rangers, right? Everyone's talking about these goddamn Glasgow Rangers, man. I'm a Catholic. Look, I don't know about you, right? But when it comes to my football, I like to believe that a god impregnated a child <laughs> and she is forever a virgin, Okay, and her entire body's in heaven. That is the most important thing to me when it comes to football. So I cannot stand these Rangers crew, right? The idea of a woman, um, the idea, sorry, the idea of the person giving me the sermon being a woman drives me with pure rage. So that's why I'm Celtic through and through. Another thing, the idea that the man who actually is giving me the sermon will have sex also makes my blood boil. Right. Word of Christ doesn't come into it, really. Right. But that those things are so important when it comes to my football. So I'm fucking delighted to see the Rangers lost to Celtic, I believe. Did they? Recently. I don't want to be able to talk about. These things are very important to me when it comes to my football, guys. All right. I go into the ILAC Center and I go in there. I, I probably spend about 400 quid a week in this in the Celtic shop in the ILAC uh, in Jervis. Not the, not the ILAC. In Jervis. I go in there. I got cash to fucking burn, right? Um, and I'm buying everything uh, stripey. Remember, my cousin saw one time a guy who had a Man United jersey sewn up with a Celtic jersey, right? So it was split in half. It was a Celtic United jersey. That was a trend for a while. Two jerseys, right? Two so- two sides of the sole, right? And on the back, it said fucking two-pack on it. <laughs> Can you get any better from that? Celtic and United fucking two-pack on the back, right? It's actually a good point. Um, so, man, I just, I'd love seeing Rangers do bad. And all their women, goddamn women priests, man, it drives my bollocks out the window, man. Uh, what's the next one? Flights. Everyone's looking up flights. That's the, number, the fifth most searched thing on Google today, as of lunchtime, is bloody flights, man. Oh, my God. Um, why? There's an airline strike in Nigeria. Um, but why would the Irish... Not to say the Irish don't care about Nigeria. Um, flights. I think people are just looking up flights. Oh, yeah, the flights. Like what Maz do. They check the teletext to see when you're coming in. I saw it on teletext there, and I couldn't see when you were coming in. There's always... It is hard. It is hard. It is hard, and it doesn't always give the terminal. But... And I also don't want to be like a choosy beggar. You know, Matt, can you pick me up from the airport? What time is your flight coming in? Fucking Google. <laughs> fucking make it the top f- five search thing on Google, right? Just fucking Google it. And I know I'll see you. In de- no, you're not going to get arrested in departures. We don't need to be panicked, right? You're going to be up there in departures. You're going to be up at the very end like you normally are for a quick exit. Why are you asking me? With the greatest respect, thanks for the lift and all. But why are you asking me what flight? Look it up. 
<laughs> no, to be fair, the least you can do is text your man what flights. Flights. When are the flights coming in? There's always a panic. So what if you're waiting around? You can go to Costa for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? You've already been waiting like five hours in the entire travel experience. And then the last bit has to be exactly to the second. <laughs> has to be exactly to the second. Like, yeah, I've been sitting for ages. I can also sit here, right? You get to the airport and then all of a sudden you're at Dublin Airport. And even people who are arriving are like, well, why is my man here right now? It, I, went to, I went to London Airport three hours early to get on this flight. I sat on the plane for like an hour and a half, I'll be told. Then I was sitting on the flight for like half an hour. And then I was waiting for my bags for another 40 minutes, right? And then I had to queue to get out. And now I'm through this. And why aren't they here now? It doesn't make any sense why that is now. This is bullshit. <laughs> you know? So um, I get that. Maz, flights. Check teletext, okay? And if tell me if there's any funny jokes on there as well, okay? Uh, number four most searched uh, thing in Ireland today is the leap card. Oh, my God. This will be frog. It's getting around, right? They're dropping the fare by 50%. As of Monday. Ah, the Irish Times want me to pay for this. I'm not paying for it. I know I can expense it because it's part of the pod, but I'm not paying for it. <laughs> so I'm only going to have to be able to give you the gist of this story, right? Because um, I'm not subscribed to the Irish Times. Maybe I am. No, my subscription isn't active. Okay. Um, find the independent Irish Times light diet times. Okay, let's find out. Public transport fares will be reduced by 50% for students and young people from tomorrow. The new low fares apply to all subsidized public transport. Blah, 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 blah. What age? What age do I now have to pretend to be? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Um, what age? Uh, for holders of a current student leap card. Ah, I'm not going to be able to get that. Uh, however, non-students, I am. I mean, I'm a student of life. I'm a student of the fucking, I'm a student of the fucking uh, school of fucking hard knocks, bro student of the streets, but not of his current college. Um, so I'll, you know I'll say, they say, yeah, what's, where, yeah what, uh, what college do you go to? I mean, you're a student. See, I'm already getting fucking wound up. Some some guy giving me lip on the, on, on Lewis, right? He'd be like, hey, uh, are you? Uh, yeah, I'll say, oh, hey, I'm a young student. He'll say, I'll say, right? And he goes, yeah. He'll say, yeah. Um, where's your card? What college you go to? And I'll say, yeah, the fucking college of hard knocks, bro. College of the streets, I'll say. Exactly what I just said. I'll say that to this man, right? And then he said, you're right, well, I need to see your, your, your leap card. And I'm like, here's the only fucking card you'll need. And guess what? Middle finger, right? I know, it's a tough gig. And I'm a, ba- I'm a bastard for not paying the times that I haven't paid. Anyway, um, so it says, um, okay, so it applies on from Monday, May the 9th. That was yesterday. And customers under uh, 19 already benefit from the child 16 to 18 leap card, which is valid up to the day they turn 19. Um, so I'll have to uh, I have to apply for a young adult card. And I'll have to be 19, under, under 18. Great. I could pass for that. Minister for Children and the Youth, Roderick O'Gorman, said... Rodder, I see his name around. I just keep going, Roderick O'Gorman. Um... Which he doesn't deserve. Well, I don't know. Maybe he does. Said 50% reduction um, will have a positive impact for so many. Oh, and so articulate as well, Roderick. Um, okay, well, I guess I'm 18 now. Hmm. Okay, what's going What's happening, kids? I love... Um, I love fucking uh, cutting Funko Pop head, heads open and seeing if there's a brain in there, right? That's the sort of shit I'm into because I'm a little TikTok star. Um, for lunch... Um, fucking Tide Pods per- they're called personal here I eat personal pods for breakfast and I spend my afternoons cutting over 
up in Funko Pop heads to see if there's anything in there. Right? I do dances with lads who have little, uh, little, uh, little tufty bits of their hair, little curly hair. I have a little curly hair because <laughs> I'm a young fella. Hmm? Okay? Good. We have that one done. That was the leap card. I'm 18 now. Uh, Today FM. Um, it was a big search. I think that's likely people just wanting to hear Today FM. Um, and I love that about Google. Like, you know, you could just bookmark things. We're like, no, how do I get to it? And then, you know, I don't know what it is. What is Today FM? I need to know everything about Today FM. And just click. It's like, imagine asking, like, you're going to this all-seeing God, this omnipotent being. And you're like, Today FM, what is the concept of Today FM? And they give you every bit of, inf- in a second, every bit of information. And you're like, yeah, I already know, dickhead. Yeah, I know. Just bring you to the website. Yeah, I wasn't, you know, didn't want your life, your whole life story. But that's what's appearing on your Google page when you ask Google for Today FM. Um, all right. Number two, um, Angela Scanlon's eating disorder. Mm, um, mm, uh, Angela Scanlon, um, extra.ie I have here. Um she lived solely on black coffee and canned pineapple. That doesn't sound great. She uh, confirmed her anorexia. Confirmed. I hate hearing words like that. Confirmed. Like, you, no one owes anyone anything, right? It's always like, hmm, well, we had our, you know, we thought that. Anyway, it's always good to see when a celebrity and someone who has a platform uh, reveals something like that. It just kind of uh, is a bit honest and shows someone else that they, you know, anyone who might also have an eating disorder, bulimia, anorexia. It's so common. So common. Um, so I have nothing funny to say about that, but um, good on you, Angela, for uh, revealing that. I, I like Angela Scanlon. I think she's a breath of fresh air on TV. And she also seems very real. And it's a very real move to do that. Not that I need to fucking be able to, you know, what do I know? Uh, number one search, Bank of Ireland. Bank of Ireland's big move campaign is going to help people move their banks. Um, Bank of Ireland are investing €2 million euro into awareness campaign for consumers moving banks. Why? Yeah, I like my bank. I'm happy enough with my bank. They're putting two million into a consumer awareness thing to support consumers who are moving bank in the coming months. Oh, of course, because um, because of Ulster Bank is that it? They're putting um, the campaign directs account movers to a range of support, including step by step guides. Up to one million current and deposit account customers are looking for new banks ahead of the departure of Ulster Bank and KBC Bank. Yeah, it's not a juicy one. Not a juicy one. Um. Good on yous, I suppose. Uh, good on whatever. I don't care. I don't fucking care. I don't care. I just hear bank. And do you know what I hear? I hear one letter off, mate. I hear you're one letter off. You know? I hear, you know, when you say bank, I may as well be pulling my fish hook in both sides of my mouth. When I hear bank, I think rank, right? Wank. That's all I think of. <laughs> I've none to contribute to that. Do you see how frazzled I get when it's nothing to do with politics or finance? And I've nothing to say about that. You know, I mean, yeah, that's good for them that they're helping people who, you know, I hope they don't take the piss. Do you know what I mean? Um, like a bank, you're like you're just sitting on all my cash. You've got all my cash and you use my cash. You take that cash away and you give it to other people. You know, <laughs> I have no input on banks. I have nothing to do on banks. As you can tell, I'm, 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 uh, I'm struggling here. But I hope you've appreciated this as a real, a real petered out one. Hang on. What was the biggest search of um, of last week? What's a real-time search? Something juicy. Um, Paul Heaton. Um, Cape Town Earth. Right? I was looked up here. Cape Town has been ranked 
the greatest fucking city on planet Earth, mate. Yeah, Cape Town, mate. Maybe you fucking heard of it, right? The greatest fucking city in the in the world, mate. Barcelona was ranked number one. Sydney, where is Dublin? Where is Dublin? Twenty-four. That's too fucking high, in my opinion. Over Auckland, not been there. Over Edinburgh, you slags. Copenhagen, over New York City. Who's who did this? Who said this? The Telegraph says it's finally settled the debate on which is the greatest city on earth. Barcelona took. I mean, yeah, Barcelona's great. Sydney coming second there. Um, do you know what? If you're in Sydney and you'd like to see me perform comedy uh, over the next next year, I'm hoping to do gigs around the world. Um, I was booked for a Vancouver gig, potentially. And it's, the London gig is still happening, by the way. The London gig's happening, um, hopefully, in the next couple of months. I just need to get a venue, and I'm going to get on that this week. There'll be an announcement, hopefully, next week on that. Um, but I'd love to get over to um, Sydney or Melbourne. So if there wasn't 100 people who would come see me in a pub um, to do either a live podcast or stand-up, let me know, and I would look to do that. In, or if there's like a pub that people play, uh, let me know, because I would love to uh, do loads of holiday next year based around gigs um, and bring my family <laughs> so there you are so if you're in anywhere or if you're in New York or Los Angeles I'm looking to do a world tour over the next two years and go to where Irish people are that's what's great about you fucking patties man you're everywhere man that's what I love about you goddamn patties man audience all over the place bro um, also um, this Friday if you would like to come and see myself and Kevin McGarren and Justine Stafford chat shit over Dirty Dancing, mate, in the Omniplex and Rathmines. There's tickets still available for that. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. It was really, really fun for Home Alone. We sit there, we watch the film, we talk over the film, we get excited about the film. If you want to hear me, uh, you know, I'm pretty much going to have to bring a scuba suit because Patrick Swayze's the dampest fucker on TV, mate. <laughs> I don't know where I'm from now. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. So if you would like to get tickets for that you can do so over on the omniplex website omniplex wrath minds this friday may the 13th friday the 13th will be a very lucky day for you if you go uh, there's tickets over on my link tree over um link link tr.ee slash tony Har, and there's a link in there um, thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this mainstream content. It's what I'm all about. Live and die by this. Uh, being a mainstream uh, comedian, broad comedian with mainstream topics. Um, so thank you very much for listening. For more mainstream content, um, for my Star Wars reviews, <laughs> you can go over to the Patreon, where um, I did I did a recent podcast about riddles, where um, I put the challenge to you to solve as many riddles as you can. And I just have a general... Um, just chat about how much I fucking hate riddles over there. That was a fun episode that was there last week. Um, so for just the price of a pint a month, you can get an extra podcast every single Friday over on the Patreon. Um, so do that if you'd like to. Um, and again, thank you very much uh, to everyone who came to the Bureau de Change. We'll hope we'll be doing it again next year. Uh, again, the Omniplex gig is this Friday. Uh, Dirty Dancing should be a lot of fun. And look, all the best. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>